everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. That was such enthusiasm. I know. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm, I'm enthusiastic. I'm excited. Yeah, I can tell. There's Disney news. Let's talk about it. All right. Disney Parks blog. They have a feature on the best bites at Disney World. Um, the Storybook Dining at Artist Point and Boat, Boatwright's Dining Hall are going to be reopening. That's right. That is big news. Uh, more restaurants reopening. Um, and Artist Point is where? Wilderness Lodge. Wilderness Lodge. And Boatwright Dining Hall is? Mm, give me a second. Give me a second. Yacht Club? Port Orleans. Darn. Port Orleans uh, Riverside. <laughs> so both of these restaurants will be reopening. Uh, Storybook Dining at Artist Point is a character meal with Snow White and the Seven Bait. Well, inspired by Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That's going to reopen on December 16th at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. And you can begin making your reservations on December 2nd. As part of the new dining character dining experiences, all guests will see Snow White, Dopey, Grumpy, and the Queen strolling through the Enchanted Forest while enjoying a bountiful prefix dinner with uh, some individually plated entrees. So uh, that is the deal there. And then over at the Boatwright's Dining Hall, which is at Port Orleans Riverside, they're going to start serving their southern specialties uh, for dinner beginning December 14th. I'm assuming they will be open for all meals since that's their main restaurant. Right, right. Um, Let's see. They are also bringing back the signature Boatwright's Jambalaya as well as the new plant-based Harvest Jambalaya. So uh, that is cool. And then they've got some 50th anniversary celebration uh, special treats, including a celebration shake at Beaches and Cream. Um, What else do they have here? A dynamite cinnamon roll at Whispering Canyon Cafe. A white chocolate peppermint cream cheese mousse at Satoul Canteen. Um, And at uh, La Creperie de Paris, they are now taking reservations for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, Beforehand, that was only Mm walk-up. What else do we have? And let's see. Main Street Bakery. They have an opening day celebration cake. At Storybook Treats, the Seven Dwarves Specialty Cone, which is a vanilla soft serve cone. Um, Also, the Black Forest Cheesecake at uh, Pinocchio's Village House. A couple more things. These are only available from December 12th to the 7th. Uh, The Orange Bird Holiday Citrus Swirl. That is at the Warming Hut. The Merry Merry Melon, uh, available at Frostbite Freddy's, and the Peppermint Milkshake at the Lotta Wada Lodge. And those uh, three items are all at Blizzard Beach. Thank you. I was, I'm like, where are these? <laughs> and that is that is our only uh, Disney Parks blog story today. It's uh, very light on news. Yeah, all right. So we're going to head on over to Disneyland, uh, where there is some big news for Splash Mountain, that it's closing. Just for a little while. But it's only closing for its annual refurbishment on January 10th. They do not have a reopening date listed, but they have confirmed and reiterated that this is not the big big retheming to Princess and the Frog. Okay. Uh, That reimagination is still being developed, um, and this is just part of the annual refurbishment, which is cleaning, painting, and blowing all the dust off and doing all that stuff. Changing out the water so it doesn't smell bad. Exactly. And that's our only uh, Disneyland story. Okay, so So, back to Disney World. Back to Disney World. Um, The Maleficent Dragon Float and most dancers are probably not returning to the Festival of Fantasy Parade at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, so it was big news during D23, uh, Destination D23, that the Festival of Fantasy Parade was returning. 
However, apparently, uh, they're bringing the Dragon Float only now uh, out for after hours events. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that was pretty cool because it's a fire, fire breathing dragon. dragon. Yeah. Um, and then also, the number of dancers in each parade unit is going to be reduced to two. Uh, and that is very similar to what they did for the Christmas parade. Mm-hmm. So whereas each unit used to have anywhere from eight to 12 dancers. Right. Now there's uh, two. They're now scaling it down to two. Okay. So how do you feel about that? Uh, not great. Again, you're still paying the same price to get in. Yep. But you get less than you used to. Yeah. You know who uh, probably didn't pay to get in? I know, which is ridiculous because they have plenty of money. That's right. Uh, Chris Evans. That's right. Chris Evans was just at Walt Disney World to celebrate with his friend Mickey Mouse. Uh, and uh, he took in the sights of Main Street USA and managed to take a publicity shot with Mickey. But uh, nice to see Chris Evans there. Yes, we like him. Have we ever seen any celebrities there outside of the American Idol folks? Uh, I think the girls have seen people. They've seen like bloggers and okay. like YouTube stars, but they're people that I wouldn't Those recognize. are not stars to me. They are to the kids, though. They are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, YouTube stars are, are huge. Yeah. Um, I don't know which ones they've seen, but... They have seen them. We should become vloggers. I don't I don't think we have it in us. No, we don't. <laughs> I don't have a face for vlogging. <laughs> um, on February 8th, the Magic Kingdom is going to be closing early. That's right. February 8th and January 25th, the Magic Kingdom is going to close at uh, 4.30 p.m. And these are for celebrations of cast member service. Well, that's good. It's a good reason to close anyway. Yeah, normally they do this uh, one evening during the year. However, due to COVID-19, they've split it into two nights. Mm -hmm. So uh, on those nights, Disney Enchantment will not be performed either day. But park hopping will still be available after 2 p.m. So, Yeah, I think it only makes sense to go to the Magic Kingdom that day if you have a park hopper. Yeah. All right. Uh, Santa Claus is now greeting guests during the day at the Magic Kingdom. That's right. Much like the Christmas parade uh, having performances during the day, uh, Santa has been greeting guests only during the Disney Very Merriest After Hours for the past few weeks. But now you can see him during the day. He is, uh, it says Santa can be found behind ye old Christmas uh, shop in Liberty Square. Not like behind in an alley somewhere. (laughs) Uh, But they do have him set up with a little chair. He appears in the gazebo, which they have decorated with a Christmas tree, presents, and poinsettias. Um, He is available intermittently from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. Nice. Um, You have to remain distanced, but Santa will still talk to guests uh, as well as take photos. Uh, they do have a photo pass photographer available, and there is a bench for guests to sit on in front of Santa. Okay. And you just have to, like, shout your wishes to him? Yes. It's okay. not very much of a whisper. No. <laughs> All right. The uh, cookie stroll has come to the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. That's right. Do you know what this, the cookie stroll is? Yes. There's a, I don't know how many, but, like, uh, let's say six cookies, and you go around and you... Buy each of them, you get it marked off on a little card, and then you can go to the final destination, and your final cookie, I think, is free. Well, the short answer is it's a cookie scavenger hunt. Um, But yes, there are five dedicated cookies. Um, So the way it works is you get a passport, you purchase five cookies from Holiday holiday Cookie Stroll locations, uh, and then you get a matching stamp for each cookie you purchased. After you've collected all five, you go to Holiday Sweets and Treats to receive a specialty treat that is unique to the festival. And uh, this year's five cookies, if I can scroll down far enough, 
are a gingerbread cookie available at the Holiday Hearth Desserts near the port of entry, the Snickers Doodle Cookie made with Snickers bar pieces at the Yukon Holiday Kitchen in Canada, the black and white cookie from the Lachaim Holiday Kitchen between France and Morocco, the chocolate crinkle cookie made with Dove Dark Chocolate at the American Holiday Table of the American Adventure, and the Linzer cookie from the Bavaria Holiday Kitchen in Germany. Uh, and then, as we said, when you go to the uh, port of entry to the Holiday Sweets and Treats location, you get a 50th anniversary cookie. Now, I'm just going to say this does not seem like a scavenger hunt if they tell you exactly where it is. Okay. That's a good point. It's a collection. All right. Uh, they do remind you that your passport is uh, not a valid uh, Disney Park reservation <laughs> or uh, ticket for admission. All right, fine. So each cookie, um, each cookie cost. Uh, let's see, each $2. cookie is two fifty. Yeah, and then your redemption cookie is free. Okay, but you know what? If you don't want to do it, you can buy the redemption cookie for three dollars. They charge oh. you a premium. I guess so, huh? Yeah. So that's it for park news. Uh, now we're into entertainment. Are we? I think we're still in the animal oh, kingdom. Oh, no, you're right. We're in animal kingdom, but it's entertainment related. It, isn't everything in the parks sort of entertainment related? Somewhat. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dizzy is now casting for Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond, which is coming soon to Animal Kingdom. That's right. We've mentioned before that the Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond will be replacing Finding Nemo, The Musical at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom's Theater in the Wild. Uh, and that is going to be next year. Uh, right now, they are looking for... Uh, Nemo, as well as ensemble cast members, uh, and the ensemble cast will be a diverse array of puppetry style uh, styles, including Rod, Bone Raku, and Hand Puppetry. How many uh, of these performers do you think are going to be coming from the Yukon School of Puppetry? I don't know. Mm, I bet a few. There might be some. Mm-hmm. How is your uh, Bunkaru uh, puppetry not going good. right now? No. no, it's not good. All right. Um, so uh, no word on when that's going to... Uh, debut, but casting is uh, sign. Casting is a good sign because that means that you know it's right around the corner. Right. Okay. Um, the Trader Sam's Nutcracker Tiki Mug is going to be making a return um, December second to the Disney World Resort. That's right, and it will probably sell out quickly. Uh, it is the first edition Trader Sam Nutcracker Tiki Mug, which will be available on December second at three p.m. at Trader Sam's Grog Grotto and Tiki Terrace. Uh, that will that is at the uh, Polynesian Village Resort, uh, and that is sold with the Mele Kalika Mai Tai. Mm. And there is a limit of one per guest. So you have to like stand in line waiting to get this thing, probably. Yes, uh, the the red tiki mug resembles a nutcracker and says "Jungle All the Way" on the base. Okay, it's cute. Sure. I don't think I'm waiting in line for it. I no. mean, unless I'm going to sell it on eBay for like a huge amount of money. Mm, but they're very popular. I bet. I just want the drink. <laughs> An updated menu is coming to the Storybook Dining at Artist Point when they reopen. That's right. We mentioned that in the Disney Parks blog, uh, but they have uh, changed some of their menu. Uh, the Hunter's Terrine has been replaced by the Hunter's Pie with turkey, chicken, black truffle, cranberry preserve, and crispy sauerkraut. The Mushroom Bisque has been renamed Wild Mushroom Bisque. Oh, all right. Uh, the Magic Mirror Slow Braised Pork Shank, they will now serve horseradish mashed potatoes instead of celery root mashed potato. Okay. Uh, the Cottage Beef Strew has, Beef Stew has been renamed Cottage Beef Stroganoff. Well, if it hasn't just been renamed, Beef Stew and Beef Stroganoff are not they the same thing. They are completely separate <laughs> items. Uh, the Brothers Grimm Roasted Chicken is now the Brothers Grimm Herb Chicken. Uh, and the Sorceress Spell of Land and Sea has been removed in favor of a new plant-based dish. 
the sorcerer, the sorceress spell of Trickin' Chicken. Ah, so fake chicken. That's right. I like that. Trickin and then chicken. the desserts remain the same with uh, the only difference is Miner's Treasures, which will now include cookies and cream panna cotta instead of your berry panna cotta. That makes me sad. Why? There's no way cookies and cream panna cotta is good. All right. Compared to like a berry panna cotta? It's so elegant. And then you make it cookies and You know, I went, I went to high school with a berry panna cotta. Did you? Yeah, he was a nice guy. I think he played football. Mm. All right. What else do we have here? All right. Uh, this is some sad resort news from uh, Disney Vacation Club. It is sad. Uh, and that is that the Disney Vacation Club's Hilton Head Island Resort um, has fired Blue Crab, who is their resident storyteller, as well as his dog, Shadow. Did they actually fire him or they just had to let him go because there's just not enough going on? Well, he had been on hiatus uh-huh. since COVID started. Uh, and he was told by management that they would be returning when the performers returned to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, but he received a call the first week of November that both he and Shadow have been let go. Mm. Now, during the pandemic, uh, Disney continued to pay the veterinary the veterinary bills for Shadow okay. so he could get his regular checkups. Um, but he has now been let go permanently. Um, uh, so... Uh, Blue uh, Blue Crab uh, is the resident storyteller, and he and Shadow go around the resort. Apparently, P- Shadow is part of the resort's history, that the construction workers used to see him there when they were building the resort, and there were uh, subtle hints of Shadow around the resort. And apparently, if you followed some of these hints, you could find where Shadow and Baloo were, and then he would perform magic and tell stories and sing songs. And so he was a little bit of that local local flavor. Uh, I believe he had been there for 17 years. He seems very upset about this whole thing. Like, he's not taking it gracefully. <laughs> yes, no, he is He is not happy. Um, but he had been there for 17 years. Uh, is it 17 years? He's been uh, there a long time. It doesn't really matter how many years. Yeah, he's been there a number of years. Yeah. So, Lou Ayers is his name. Uh, actually, 21, 21 years. years at Disney's Hilton Head. So, uh, very sad news out of the Hilton Head Yeah, resort. that's a bummer. But I'm sure they'll replace it with nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett character posters and TV spots uh, feature new footage. That's right. They've uh, they've been posted to our Facebook page, if you follow it, if you're one of the 12 people. <laughs> um, new posters of both Boba Fett and Fennec Shand. We know that the new Book of Boba Fett series debuts on December 29th, only on Disney+. Plus. It has been announced that it will be a seven-episode series, so that will run uh, through mid, mid-February. Um so uh, I've got that to look forward to. Yes. Yeah. Marvel Studios and Sony are planning another Spider-Man trilogy starring Tom Holland after the No Way Home movie. That's right. This is considered the Home trilogy. Okay. Uh, every every title has home in the uh, in the title. Makes it confusing. It does. Uh, and uh, Tom Holland has said he didn't want to be thirty years old and portraying Spider-Man. Uh, but now he's had an opportunity to portray Spider-Man in six films, and uh, it looks like they are definitely going to perform, uh, going to uh, produce another um, three-episode uh, series. Mm-hmm. Producer Amy Pascal mentioned it in an interview with Fandango that Marvel Studios and Sony would be continuing their partnership, and that they were planning another holog- trilogy with Tom Holland. Uh, and she said that she will not. Uh, be involved with the Spider-Man franchise if Tom Holland is not uh, Spider-Man. I mean, 
does he, does he always have to portray like a 16 year old or, you know, does Spider-Man grow up? He does. All right. I mean, in the, in the comic books, he's married and right. all sorts of stuff. So I mean, as long on. as they're moving along with the storyline and they don't keep trying to keep him back where he was right. at 16 years old, then it shouldn't matter that he's aging as well. Exactly. All right. Um, Disney and Comcast have reached a new distribution agreement for Disney channels. That's right. Uh, Disney and Comcast, you don't think of them working together a lot, uh, especially since Comcast was part of the hostile takeover back in the early 2000s on Disney. Um, But uh, Disney and Comcast Xfinity have reached agreement to continue to uh, broadcast Disney television channels, including ESPN, to the Comcast Xfinity customers. As part of the deal, Comcast will begin distributing ESPN's Atlantic Coast Conference Network to its Xfinity subscribers as well. Um, They will continue uh, to carry ESPN's SEC network as well as get retransmissions rights for ABC-owned television stations in New York, Chicago, Philly, San Francisco, Fresno, Houston, and Raleigh. Um, they will also, Comcast customers will also get uninterrupted service of the Disney suite of entertainment channels, including FX, Freeform, National Geographic, and the Disney Channel. Um, so this is uh, good that we'll continue to get these uh, channels on, on cable. Yes, good. So. All right. Um, Walt Disney Imagineering leadership has changed. Yeah, this is a big, uh, big, big story. Um, Bob Weiss. Uh, who is the current president of Walt Disney Imagineering, is moving into a consultant role. And uh, Barbara Booza has been named the president of Imagineering. Uh, now, the tough thing about this is that Barbara Booza joined the company in June of 2020 as president of business operations, design and delivery. And before that, she was a co-manning director of the architectural firm Gensler Los Angeles. So not much history with Imagineering. No. I don't think she's imagined, imagineered much. Um you know, there have been a lot of Imagineers who have left the company of late, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that the Imagineering division is moving to Lake Nona, Florida, uh, which is very close to the Walt Disney World Resort Complex, uh, and they are leaving, uh, you know, Anaheim, uh, Burbank, where they've been for, yeah. you know, 50, 60 years. Yep. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see where this goes with, uh, with the company. Uh, Bob Weiss has been around... Uh, Epcot, I'm sorry, Epcot, Imagineering uh, for a while. He actually joined the company in 1980. Then he left, formed his own company uh, in 1994. He came back in 2008 and was instrumental in the reimagination of California Adventure, uh, as well as some of the uh, creation of the Asian parks. So um, he's also brought Imagineering into a more public light. Right. He was one of the main reasons that we have the uh, Imagineering story documentary mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Right. You know, before that, it was all like hush hush and real secretive. Right. So uh, it'd be a new new change of direction for uh, for Imagineering. Yeah, we'll see where this goes. Yeah. I'll let you do this one. All right. Uh, the Disney Plus series uh, coming up for Star Wars is Star Wars is Ahsoka Tano uh, has cast uh, a new uh, actress, and that is Ivana Sakno. Um, her role is uh, has not been announced, um, but Ivana has been in films like Pacific Rim Uprising, The Spy Who Dumped Me, and Ivan the Powerful. She recently appeared in multiple episodes of the Hulu series High Fidelity opposite Zoe Kravitz. You know who Zoe Kravitz's uh, father is? Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, you're right. And her mom? 
Uh, I can't think of her name. Lisa Bonet. Yeah, all right. All right, let's shoot over to Universal. All right. Uh, a guest has climbed the Mythos restaurant in Universal's Island of Adventure. Yep. This happened the other day at Disney's California Adventure, and uh, now it's happening over at Universal, where a guest has climbed the rock face of the Mythos restaurant in the Islands of Adventure. Um, a guest jumped over the restaurant's short wall and ended up on the roof. People are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Two words. Lifetime ban. Mm-hmm, sure. I don't. Do they do that in Universal? Oh no, they just they give you like slap on the cab fare home. Yeah. <laughs> Permits have been filed for the new Wizarding World of Harry Potter Land, Epic Universe. That's right. Epic Universe is going to be Universal's fourth gate in the Orlando section. Um, this is related to work for Project Nine Hundred Five, which is thought to be the Wizarding World Land. Uh, no real details on what it is. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, rumored to be a new Harry Potter land inspired by the fantastic beasts and where to find them. Cool. Yeah. wonder what, I mean, they have a lot of properties and they've lost like the superheroes now. No, they have the superheroes. Do they have all of them? They have not lost the superheroes. But Disney gets them too? No. So how does that work? Superheroes can only be in Universal Parks, uh, east of the Mississippi. Right. So Universal... Orlando doesn't have them. Universal Orlando has them. Disney can only have characters west of the Mississippi. Oh. Which is why we have Avengers Campus in California. Oh, we're not going to get, but we won't get that. We get some superheroes, but there are a certain set of superheroes that can only be in Universal. Okay. I don't know. They need some more intellectual property in, uh, at Universal to, to keep those parks going. They do. Marvel Superhero Island and Toon Lagoon characters are making non-distance appearances in Universal's Islands of Adventure. That's right. We had recently seen the Who's walking around uh, Seuss Landing and Beetlejuice interacting with guests on a non-socially distant uh, way, manner. Um, But now uh, on Superhero Island, Captain America and Wolverine are no longer appearing at a distance. Now that's fine for Wolverine. He's got a healing factor. You know, mutant healing factor. He's going to overcome it. Uh, Cap has the super soldier serum, so it probably doesn't affect him much. Um, but guests can now approach them and interact with them to take photos. Uh, and the Wolverine in this picture is probably uh, one of the worst Wolverines I've ever seen. He actually has <laughs> a, a little, uh, little bit of a pot belly. Uh, and then in Universal uh, Universal Islands of Adventure, Toon Lagoon area, uh, Betty Boop, Popeye, and Olive Oil uh, have been seen interacting with ga- uh, with guests. Fun. Yeah. I don't know. I was looking at the numbers for COVID, and Florida is the only place on the entire United States map that is, like, low transmission level. I don't know what's going on there, uh, but I thought they were careless. Maybe they just don't test. I don't know. That could be. um, There's no results if you don't test. Right? It was very surprising to see. All right. Um, construction walls have been removed from Camp Jurassic and Universal's Islands of Adventure. That's right. Camp Jurassic is a play area, uh, and they've completed refurbishment in one area, and that is around the dinosaur skull slide. Uh, so that is now um, available. Uh, the play area did reopen in mid-October, uh, but this section had remained closed because they were replacing nets. That was always so fun. Yeah. The kids always liked that. Yeah. All right. I wish we had little kids. I know. Um, Gatorland has a holiday ho 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 down down ho ho ho, ho, down. ho, ho, ho down ho okay. ho ho down. Okay, tell me about it. That's right, uh, Gatorland, which is uh, Central Florida's reptile-based uh, theme park, 
Uh, they're open 10 to 6 every day. And among their festivities for the holiday ho-ho-ho-down, uh, which is included with the price of your regular Gatorland admission, you get live musical performances, craft vendor, seasonal food options, holiday displays with interactive characters like Gator Claws and Krampus Croc. Uh, this is uh, the second year for the event, and it runs Saturdays and Sundays through December 19th. Gatorland is doing it right. They are. I'm just saying. No extra tickets. No. I like it. We're going to start going to Gatorland every trip instead. Okay. All right. Well, they have a Moldomatic machine there. They sure do. Yeah. Um, there's a new cruise line that has come to Port Canaveral. That's right. Uh, they actually came in mid-September, uh, and that is MSC Cruises. Uh, the big news here is that they are bringing the 11th largest cruise ship in the world uh, to its new home port of Port Canaveral. Uh, and MSC, uh, that is the MSC Meraviglia, which means wonder. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is a 4,500 passenger ship. And, um, you know, they've already got four of the top of the top capacity ships there. Uh, from Royal Caribbean, their Oasis class, and they have the new Mardi Gras ship from Carnival, which is the eighth largest ship in the world. Cool. Um, Meraviglia means wonder in Italian, uh, and it uh, has been in service since 2017. They actually have some Cirque du Soleil shows on there, and uh, they've got 12 distinct dining venues, uh, including a Michelin, a, a Spanish restaurant from Michelin star recipient uh, Chef Ramon Freixa. Well, maybe as we start to uh, branch out a little bit and try other cruise lines, we can try this one. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I do. Uh, and they have their own Bahamian destination, the Ocean Key MSC Marine Reserve, which okay. is their uh, private uh, session. Uh, they have a much larger presence in Europe um, and previously have had ships based in Florida. Um, in Miami. Good. So that uh, that's all the news. you have any, anything before we end here? Nope. I'm good. All right. Then until Friday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.